You are listening to the Your Shining Self podcast for women who need messages of hope, love, and transformation. And now your host, Tish. Hey there, listeners. Today I'm excited to have Melissa, and I'm probably going to mutilate the last name, but I'm going to try anyways. Ralph's? You're good. (laughs) Okay. So Melissa, before we dive into our conversation, will you take a couple minutes to tell my listeners a little about who you are and what makes you tick? Sure. So I am, gosh, I'm a lot of things, but I am a wife. I've been married. We just had our 16 year anniversary last week. Happy Um, anniversary. Thank you. Got two little kiddos. We've got a daughter who's 11 and a son who's nine. And we have lived in various places. And right now we live in Tucson, Arizona, where it's warm and sunny and all is well. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Oh, what makes me tick? Gosh, a lot of things. Um, And I think that's part of why I do what I do. I'm really passionate about helping people really understand the why behind the why, if you will. I think a lot of times we are quick to try a quick fix or a band-aid or try try to fix something without really stepping back and kind of assessing the bigger picture, if you will. So I'm very big picture oriented um, and really want to solve things on a deeper level so that we can be done with it and not have to keep going and and having hurt and heartache and issues around it, especially as a mother. So (laughs) yes, my baby is 21. So he is grown and an adult now. And I naively thought, you know, once he hits 18, parenting is kind of done. Oh, no, not even close to being true. Now there's just a whole new set. While he's an adult, you know, still as a parent, like, I think I worry more now than I did when he was younger. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing with parenting, right? Like, we think that I'm going to get to this next stage and it'll be better because there won't be diapers and there won't be naps. And, but each stage has its own set of, you know, idiosyncrasies and oh, goodness, situations. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, Melissa, I'm excited to have you here today because I want to chat with you about something that I have struggled with pretty much through my entire life. And I still have issues with it now and then, not nearly as much as I used to, but we're going to talk about emotional eating. And before we jump into that, just in case I have anybody that's listening right now and they're maybe wondering, well, what exactly is emotional eating? Can you just give my listeners um, an idea of what you, you know, how you define emotional eating? Yeah, absolutely. So I was an emotional eater for all of my life and I didn't realize it. So for me, it was not knowing how to handle or cope or deal with things in my life and feeling like I didn't have a voice. So I would stuff my feelings or my voice or what was going on with food. Most commonly for me, it was sweets. Um, If it was stressful or overwhelmed, especially as a new mom, I would be in the pantry binging on Oreos or whatever I could get my hands on to try to settle myself down because I just didn't know how to handle the colicky baby, you know? Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I think it's pretty kind of common sense what emotional eating is, but there could be somebody that was wondering, and it could be something different for each one of us. Um, You know, you touched on exactly what it was for me too. So, I was stuffing feelings. 
but not only did I use food, I'm an alcoholic who's been sober for five and a half years now. So it wasn't just food that I was stuffing my feelings to not deal with life and all this crap that needed to be dealt with. Um, it was easier to turn to the drinking and there was shopping addiction, I mean, mm -hmm. sexual addiction, any type of addiction. I have a very addictive personality. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. even nowadays, like Facebook, Facebook's a huge, and it seems so silly to say I'm addicted to Facebook, but it's really bad. There's been times I've had to, you know, delete the app off my phone because it was literally, I couldn't go to bed at night because I was on Facebook. First thing I reached for in the morning, you know, it's just, addiction is just crazy, but I like that you touched on, you know, stuffing your feelings because that's exactly when something was going on. That's exactly what I did. It was just so much easier to not deal with things than to actually deal with them. So how do you, like, what, is there one specific point in your life that you remember that you were like, okay, this is not working for me anymore. Like what was the turning point for you that made you realize I don't want to be stuffing my feelings anymore? Well, first of all, I want to congratulate you because what you just shared is really vulnerable. And I think the fact that you have been sober for that long is amazing. So can we just celebrate that? Because I'm sure it doesn't get celebrated enough and it's a really big deal. So I just want to acknowledge that for you, if that's well, okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Cause it's a huge deal. Anytime we are able to overcome something like that in our life, I think that we, we need to celebrate it and we live in a society that doesn't always do that. So I totally agree. So thank you so much for doing that. I really appreciate that. You are very welcome. And now to answer your question. Um, Yes, I, it's funny when you ask that because I had this very vivid memory come back and I haven't thought about this in a long time, but we, when our second child was born, um, it was, we were kind of in a hot mess to be honest with you. My husband was traveling for work. I had just gotten diagnosed with non-military PTSD. Wow. Our daughter had sensory challenges and food intolerances that we weren't aware of. And we brought this new baby into our home who wouldn't sleep. And so we were just in, it was looking back, it was kind of a very chaotic season. And I remember eating Oreos and just eating Oreos. And our son had really bad colic and we went to the chiropractor and she was like, well, what did you eat? Because I was nursing him. And I learned with our daughter, I couldn't do dairy because a lot of newborns are, have issues with the dairy when the mom is nursing. So I mm -hmm. didn't do dairy and Oreos are dairy free. And I think I ate a whole package of Oreos. And she was like, I know that you are stressed, but you cannot do this because not only is it not good for you, but it's not good for your son. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like that was, I think probably the beginning of my eye opening journey to, okay, something needs to change here. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's the first step that I obviously mm -hmm. learned when I went into AA was, <clears throat> excuse me, um, until you are ready to make a change and admit that you have a problem, you know, nothing's going to change. So the first step is always being aware and admitting that there's a problem. So now you have realized you're aware that there's a problem. Take us through, because Again, me personally, I know change does not happen overnight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so take us through you, you know, 
come to the realization that, okay, this isn't working for me. It's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for the baby. How, how did you start to change? Like, what did you shift in your life to start to change, you know, that, that issue? Nothing initially, to be completely honest with you, because it was such a chaotic time in my life. And at that point I was so opposed to change and I hadn't yet made the connection that she could be right. Cause I was living in my reality. <laughs> um, so it was a few years later we had moved, um, because my husband, we wanted him to have a job where he wasn't traveling. So we moved to a different state and our daughter started preschool. And so I was getting a little bit of taste of not being needed all the time because I had a little bit of freedom from one of the children. And I had a friend on Facebook who was a health coach and was just sharing some of her story and learning how to eat more natural foods. And I asked her about it and I started to kind of change my nutrition at that point. And this was also around the time where we realized that our daughter had food allergies and I was like, they came from somewhere. I got tested, discovered I had food allergies. So it was a few years after that when I actually made the changes. And I think it was continuing to live in that pattern of chaos and frustration and overwhelm and getting a little bit of a reprieve to take the time to process and then make the changes. Yeah. The whole, when you said, you know, nothing initially, mm -hmm. I totally get that because I mean, I can very specifically, I've been in the AA program for eight years. I had a relapse um, one month and six days before my two year anniversary. So um, like, I just remember that very first AA meeting that I go to, I am so like, oh my gosh, I connect with these people. These people get me like, yep, I'm ready to do this. I'm never picking up another drink of alcohol ever again. There was another meeting, like immediately after that meeting, I stayed for that one. And then friends are texting me at the bar and they're like, we miss you. You know, when are you coming out? So here I sit through two AA meetings, bawling my eyes out, knowing that I have this problem. Life is not working for me the way it is anymore. But then I'm immediately right back at the bar because mm -hmm. even though there was the part of me that was ready to change, there was also the part of me that was like, well, it's an addiction. So, <laughs> I mean, that explains a lot, but man, that so... After that, I head to a family vacation in Florida. I drank there, you know, like the entire week. And then it was just on that we drove from Michigan to Florida. So on that trip back, you know, I'm having this coming to Jesus meeting with myself in the car. And I'm like, okay, you are literally at a fork in, your, in, the, a fork in the road in your life. You can continue down the path that you are on right now. My business was falling apart. Um, you know, I was losing friends. Some of my family was pretty much done with me. My son and I had a rocky relationship. And I was like, okay, continue down that path. Continue to lose everything that matters to you. And also kill yourself because that's what was happening. Or you can own your crap and do, you know, put your big girl panties on mm -hmm. and do what needs to be done. And it was so hard, but like I, I mean, I touched on it a little bit ago until we are really at that, just, I guess, rock bottom moment, mm -hmm. nothing changes. So I like that you said, you know, well, initially nothing because mm -hmm. 
that's so often common for people. And one of the things that I wanted to also ask you, Melissa, is if I have anybody that's listening today and they're struggling with emotional eating, can you give some tips, maybe like one to three tips of, you know, what, how, what is something they can do in their life to kind of, you know, help them through this time? Yeah, I think there's a lot. I think the first step is to acknowledge what's really going on. Um, I think a lot of times as women, especially we, and with the popularity, if you will, of social media, I think that we are really good on feeling like we need to portray a certain image or we need to appear a certain way. And so we might be really good at wearing a mask and having things appear one way when in reality, on the inside, we're just falling apart and we're a hot mess. So I think really being honest about what's going on and getting curious. This is one thing I talk with clients about a lot. Don't judge yourself, but get curious. Instead of getting mad at yourself or going and eating the Oreos like I did, ask, why am I doing this? What's really going on? So I think the first thing is, is acknowledgement. And then once you've acknowledged it, the second step would be to get curious. And then the third step would be find support because we can't do this by ourselves. And I think that's the hard thing is that when we're isolated, we're more vulnerable, we're more privy to, to fall into temptation. But when I really had a support system and a network around me that I could say, hey, this is what's going on, and they were there, I think that was a huge game changer. Because I think a lot of times we know, or we think we know, well, this is what I need to do. But it's the disconnect of the knowing and the doing. And that's usually where that support and accountability piece comes in, which is the third step. So I hope I answered that okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I like how you were touching on, um, you know, not judging ourselves mm -hmm. because for so long, and again, I still struggle with this, even though so much in my life has changed and mm -hmm. I have become so much more positive, it's still it's still there, like in my, you know, mind. So sometimes I still do struggle with like the judging myself, but I think back to all the times that I was literally putting repeatedly one quarter after another in the butt kicking machine. Like that just sent me into a vicious downward spiral that left me feeling worse than I already felt. And mm -hmm. you know, judging ourselves is literally doing nothing for us at all. <laughs> So. Absolutely. And when we can just make that shift instead of going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that again. Why am I doing this? I'm such a failure, blah, blah, blah. If we just replace that with why, it's, yes. it's huge. And I think it's really insightful and it gives us insight into why we're doing the things that aren't in agreement with what, where we want to be going, what we want to be doing, who we want to be being. I mean, it's, that's a game changer right there. <laughs> Yes, I totally agree. And I loved that you said, just get curious because, um, one of my, <clears throat> excuse me, one of my coaches and a coach friend, like that is their biggest thing to me is to just get curious because mm -hmm. I'm always like, well, why am I doing this? Why do I say this? Why, why, why? And they're, you know, they're like, just stop analyzing and just take it as be a little bit curious, but don't continue because I overanalyze everything. So, um, yeah, just getting curious, I think, is a great, you know, a great um, piece of advice for my listeners. 
And as a side note, it's a really good parenting skill too. Like instead of getting mad at your kids for doing something, if you can replace that with, well, why did you make that choice? It kind of helps you understand what's going on in their world instead of just responding in anger because you don't agree with what they're doing. But that's a tangent. <laughs> yeah. If I could go back, you know, like, well, let's see, he's 18 or I mean, he's 21. So if I could go back like 18, 19 years, mm -hmm. you know, when he's a toddler, like, oh my gosh, I would do the whole, I would do so many things so different because I was such an angry parent and my poor kid, I, it's so embarrassing to say, but I yelled so much. Like I would, that's a whole nother conversation. I was the same way. I get it. Yeah, I would do it so differently. Well, Melissa, I have really enjoyed this conversation. Um, before we end the call, is there any last piece of advice or anything that you just feel that my listeners must hear today? Just that there is hope. I think so many times when we are in the midst of a storm or a trial or whatever we're going through, it's easy to lose hope and think that we're alone, things are never going to get better, this is how it always is, and that's not true. We always have the ability to change our situation to some degree. I know some things we cannot change and we do not have control over, but I'm a big proponent of control what you can control, and sometimes that's your thoughts. Sometimes that's who you surround yourself with. Sometimes that's what you you eat. It's what you drink. I mean, there are so many things we can control, and if you feel out of control, I always found that it was helpful to focus on what I could control because usually my anger, my frustration came from feeling out of control as a new mom. Um, so I think if you can just remember that there is always hope, it will not always be this way and change is possible. I think that changes the game because it's easy to sit in that place and think, oh my gosh, it's always going to be like this. I'm always going to have dirty diapers to change and I'm always going to have whatever, whatever, whatever. And the only thing constant is change. So just, I hope that that, that gives hope. Oh my gosh. That like gave me goosebumps because that mm -hmm. is exactly why I do what I do because I want to share these stories that give my listeners and you know, my tribe, um, just those feelings of hope, love and transformation. So I love mm -hmm. that you touched on that because it so connects with what I'm doing. <laughs> So awesome. thank you for that. And really quick, I will make sure that I include in my show notes links to your website and social media and stuff. But will you share with my listeners how they can find you online? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my website is free, the letter two, the number B and coaching.com. So free to be coaching.com. Perfect. Thank you. Again, thank you so much, Melissa, for taking time out of your day to join me. I've enjoyed our conversation so much. I have two Tish. Thank you so much. And I just, again, celebrate you for all that you've done. And I love that you are turning your pain into your purpose and you're helping other people find that hope and that love and that transformation. So I just, I think that that's awesome. Well, thank you. I firmly believe that God has turned my messes mm -hmm. into messages. So that's why I do what I do too. Amen. He's good like that. <laughs> yes, he is. To get this week's show notes, links to Melissa's website, and any other resources mentioned in the show, be sure to head to shiningself.com forward slash YSS10. 
That's a wrap for today's episode of the Your Shining Self podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, and share with others that need a message of hope, love, and transformation.